Our reading today comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. So Christ gave himself the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in faith and in knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheme. Instead, speaking in truth and love, we grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, as each does its work. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Why do you go to church? That's a question that I've been thinking about. Some, some of it a bit because I was asked, why are you a pastor? And, and I was thinking about that. And, but when we have been talking about reconnecting over these last three weeks, we've talked about reconnecting in relationships and friendships, sometimes when we're divided in our opinion of things, and how, how Christians stand up for that connecting God who brings us together despite um, significant differences. And we talked about reconnecting to ourselves and how when we connect to God, we reconnect deeper to ourselves. And, and so I've been thinking, of course, about reconnecting to the church, which is what I wanted to talk about today. But, you know, there's a question there, which is, why do we go to church? Why do you go to church? Now, those of you that are here in the room or those of you gathered or watching online, you are people who are choosing to participate in church, so you must have your reasons why you go to church, and we'll talk a little bit about some of those, and maybe those will fit you, maybe you'll have some others. But it's a worthwhile question, even if it's not something about should I go or should I not go, just what is it that my expectations are for church, and what I think I'm doing there, what we think all of this is about. I had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, yesterday, a great friend from a long time ago. He was asking me how things were going, and we were talking about the ambiguous place that his office is in about coming back to work. And he was telling me something like, I don't know if I ever want to go back to work in the office. And maybe some of you experiencing that, he, he said like, yeah, I, I think they're going to make me, but I don't want to do it. You know, I want to, I've, this last year and a half, I've discovered new ways of working, and I'm not sure that I need to go back to the office to be productive anymore. In fact, he said, I might be less productive at the office than I have been at home. And so that naturally turned to how things were going for me, and I was saying, in some ways, that's 
that's a lot of what church is, is people are, have, some people are coming back and, and, and worshiping here, others are worshiping online, and, and there's a lot of question, I think, about how people want to move forward and how they want to, how they want to live their life in relation to God, and we've seen some big, big changes in that. So I thought, it's a good time to ask, what is it, why do we go to church? Well, as I want to do, uh, maybe because of a whole lot of reasons, I decided I would, I would try to figure out, you know, what were the main reasons people say they go to church. And so I found a few recent, uh, few research, um, really a series of research polls they've done over time. And there's a lot of research on why Americans go to church. We, we check that. We are, we're a country that's kind of obsessed with questions of how many people are religious and how many people are and what people believe. And religion just plays a big role in, in United States culture. So we have a lot of research on it. And the Pew Center, they ask people, why do you go to church? And some of the answers, I expect are the same answers that you probably would give why you go to church. Some people said things like they want to create a moral foundation for their children. And pastors know that Typically speaking, people will start back with church in their life, in their adult life, when they have children, for that very concern. And then other people said things like, I want to live a better life. Some other people said, I, I go to church to the community of people there. All of those, all of those are valid reasons. But it turns out the number one reason, far and away, that people decided or said was the most important reason they go to church is probably so obvious that it might it might um, be something you wouldn't list, which was to, to feel closer to God. That was why they went to church, to feel closer to God. Another research poll suggested to me that that's largely happening. It said that 80% of people who go to church say they regularly feel the presence of God at church. 20% of people are probably being dragged to church, so that's probably pretty, pretty good overall. <laughs> Maybe higher. So, you know, in many ways, church was doing what people are expecting it to do. If people are experiencing the presence of God, that's what they say they want to do. They want to feel closer to God. And yet, we also know that church in America has, church attendance has been declining for since the 60s. And we also know, we can see in the pandemic, that that has really shifted. If you take all of those factors together, you could, I think, very easily say that at this point in American history, on any given Sunday, 80% of the country is not in any kind of worship service. Which those of you that, uh, you know, have been going to church for a long time know that's almost the inverse of what it was a generation ago. Now, of course, the pandemic plays a lot into that at this exact moment. So there's a question almost pregnant right now, which is, why go to church? Why do all of this? Why have pastors like Andrew and buildings and all of that? What is all of this about? And so people have said, one of the things all of this about is feeling closer to God. But that's one of the things that happens at church. It seems to be the most important thing people are identifying. That same Pew Research Center also looked into people who call themselves Christian, not to say that they aren't, but people who identify as Christian, but who do not go to church regularly. 
It also dug into a little bit of what they gave for the reasons of not going to church. And about 20% of people gave logistical reasons. They can't get to church or they work on Sundays, all of those kinds of things. You take all those logistical reasons, about 20% of people said that. Another 30 to 40%, somewhere in there, if you added it all together, were people who just couldn't find a church they liked. They, they couldn't find a church that they resonated with the message, or they couldn't find a church where they liked the music, or they couldn't find a church where they felt at home and welcomed. And usually at church, those are the things we'll focus on trying to do. But the largest one answer for why people who were Christian were not going to church was also probably obvious, is they, really, they felt like they could practice their faith in other ways. Which is to say, they, they basically believed that going to church was not an essential part of a Christian life. And again, I know all of you here are gathered at church, so you understand some value there, but I think we all actually know what that is talking about. Have you ever felt that before, like where you have felt the presence of God outside the church. I hope all of you have. I hope that church isn't the only place you feel the presence of God. But I've heard from many people, for example, uh, a member of one of my old congregations said, you know, Pastor, I just the place I feel God the most is on the lake in the morning. So that's where I feel God's presence the most. And I'm sure some of you might know exactly what he's talking about. Or some of you might say, hey, I really feel God's presence the most when I'm gathered with my family around a dinner table. Or maybe you'd say, I feel God's presence the most when I'm in prayer. Or you might say, I feel God's presence the most uh, when I'm outside in nature. All sorts of places that people feel God's presence. And if church is about feeling God's presence, well, there's a lot of ways that that could be done. And I think we should almost celebrate that God's presence isn't just in a building here. And so, so we could say, gosh, if there's a lot of ways that we can experience God's presence in churches about experiencing God's presence, then, well, there's a lot of options on that. And maybe there might be an option that would fit a lot of people better. Now, that might mean that just some of us are kind of bent towards church. Like, I feel God's presence in church, and I love that feeling when worship is really happening, authentic worship, and when I can feel the Holy Spirit at work in a church service. That's, that's some of my, my favorite moments of my life, and so that's one of the reasons I do what I do. And, and so that's a powerful thing, but that's not to discount that people can feel the presence of God outside of the church and do so many people seem to be saying, I just don't know why, I, I, it's not that I don't want to be a Christian, I just don't know why church, you know, why the, why the pastors and why the buildings, and, and there's something about that that may even feel like it's more authentic, right? Like, let's get back to where church wasn't about institutions. We've got this, right now in America, we've got America, we've got a lot of 
dislike of institutions. So let's give it past institutions, or, or we might say something like, hey, it'd be more authentic if I just live my life out in prayer and service, and I don't need to gather here, and we don't need to have buildings and budgets. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes I feel that way too. I'm just like, let's get a guitar, let's go out into the park, and let's gather people or something. You know, it's, it's I understand the impulse that we can feel that more. And so there's kind of a question, why? Why do this? Why gather? Why have all of these things? Why, what is it about church that if you don't have in your life would be worth connecting to? Or can, can you connect to God through other ways? Or you can't connect to God through other ways. So what is important about connecting to a church? Well, today's reading comes out of Ephesians, which is a letter uh, from Paul, the Apostle Paul. In many ways, he's the, the prototype for pastors. He wrote about the earliest Christian communities that we have any knowledge on. And he wrote to them a lot about what this whole thing that we're doing. Now, of course, they didn't have church councils and building campaigns and all those kinds of things, but a lot of the fundamentals of Christian church were already established by the time he's writing. People gathering, sacraments, all those kinds of things. And what he said was this. We read some of it, but he talked about how there's different kinds of people, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But he said the reason they exist is to equip God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until all reach unity and faith and knowledge of the Son of God become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So what he's basically saying is, is that the reason we're doing all of this is that we might equip each other for a life of service in which we grow in faith to be like Christ. That the reason for gathering, the reason for having different people, is that we almost need each other to grow in faith. And if I had any one critique of the sort of faith without religion version of things that is a big thing in America right now, is that I would say that the harder thing about that is it becomes a bit like a salad bar approach to faith. Now, some of you are healthy, but when I go to a salad bar, I'm like, what out of this whole thing do I like? So I'm just going to get like some lettuce and a bunch of strawberries and some croutons. That's wonderful. I enjoy my salad. I had great experience chewing that food, but it's not what it could be in terms of moving the needle on my health. You see, when we are primarily asking ourselves what makes us feel closer to God, there's a lot of things that, that we could do that might make us feel closer to God, yet may not actually be the kinds of things that move us closer to God and have us mature in our faith. See, part of what it means to become God's people is to have that commitment to God. 
and that commitment to his mission. And if we're always sort of being like, well, if I like it, I will be there. If I like it, I will be part of this. Or if this helps me feel the way I want to feel, then it's still kind of about us. And that's one of the things that's, that's that evolved in American religion. We, we are the people who invented the idea of church shopping. It didn't exist anywhere else in the Christian world for thousands of years, 2,000 years. This idea that, that, we should, that we should find a church and shop between churches. Now, the impulse, of course, is great. I understand it entirely, trying to find a place that you find comfortable. But just stepping back and thinking about that for a second and asking ourselves kind of the situation and, and how it can create churches that can become very entertaining, but that might be where it is. Even though I believe that churches need to be places where you experience God and feel close to God. My goal is not to have a church where this is where you feel close to God. My goal is to help you grow into the kind of person who feels close to God all the time. To feel close to God because you know you belong to him. You know that his forgiveness lies in your heart. That you claim that victory it is part of who you are. It is central to who you are. It is what you hold up. When people know something about you, they know that this person stands up for love. This person stands up for justice. This person stands up for forgiveness. This person stands up for, for mercy. This person stands up for all that Jesus Christ is. Claims that victory. Claims that lordship of Jesus Christ. Experiences change. Even if a band is great, you know, and you love their music, if you go every week to their concert, it's going to stop feeling quite as good. There's got to be something deeper, something more. And Paul is naming it. What is drawing you and what is drawing me, the grace that gets working through Jesus Christ, and what is drawing all of us to him is not the desire just for God to be known in this hour of time, but the desire for us to be the body of Christ, the body of Christ in this world. And, and that's what really is the reason. I hope that you are here. I hope that you become part of what we are doing here. That I hope that you're watching and thinking about these ministries is, is asking ourselves, how can we be the body of Christ? the voice of hope, the people of hope. So it's not something that we come to, a building that is church, but a people who belong to Jesus Christ that is the church. That is something that I believe is absolutely worth connecting your life to. Absolutely something that can bring authentic truth and authentic forgiveness where we build up an actual love in who we are. Paul continues in our scripture today. 
kind of the reason why we do this. He says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, saying that it is the church that could come as the body of Christ to anchor us. in the life of one who is connected to Jesus Christ. Friends, we have a long way to go. As Paul hints here, we're almost in our infancy. I know as a pastor, I'm in my infancy of leading people to this. Too long in my own life did I forget what the whole thing is truly about. And one of the gifts of this period in our time together is that it, we have this chance to say that this is why this place, these people are important. This is where I feel that I can be part of the body of Christ. This is where I can surrender my life to him. This is where I feel like my priorities can shift, where the order can come to my heart. This is where I feel that God is calling me not to just experience him, but to allow him to be my Lord, my Savior, my life. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.